Okay, uh, welcome everyone. I'm going to have Shabbos. Um, we're going to begin uh, the first year, five, electrifying Devei Torah on Parshas Nayach. I want to begin with the uh, good news. Be'ezus Hashem, the new Sefer is uh, Be'ezus Hashem supposed to be arriving on Sunday. And uh, for those who ordered online, it will go out immediately. For those who would want to get it, it will be distributed by Levitt's uh, distributors. So that's very exciting. And here you can see on the site, this is what the uh, Sefer looks like. You could go to RabbiDG.com, go to Books, and this is uh, the Sefer. And uh, this is where you could get it. Okay, so on our site, RabbiDG.com, we're going to first see some of the Debrei uh, Torah on the Parsha which is called Elevate Your Shabbos Table. We thank the Levitan family for uh, transcribing these uh, shiurim. Here, let's see if we could access Parshas Nayach 5782. Here we go. Beautiful. Okay. Um, let's start. Let's see if you could see this. Um, I'll see it, Rabbi. I haven't shared it yet. Here. Here we go. Thank you. Um... Okay, so the first is a comment of the Prima Gadim in the Sefer Tevas Goime. Ela Toldois Noyach. Noyach ish tzadik tamim hoya bedoyroisav. Noyach was a tzadik. That's usually how it's interpreted, that he was objectively considered a tzadik. The Prima Gadim, I had the zuchus to be at the kever of the Prima Gadim in Frankfurt Adar, which is the other Frankfurt. Not Frankfurt Amen, but Frankfurt Adar. And he interprets it as follows. These are the children of Noyach. And do you know why Noyach is tzaddik? You know why everybody said, Oh, Noyach, he's a tzaddik, he's such a great rabbi. Because that's how like him is halich Noyach. Noyach just was involved in his own learning, minding his own business. He davened, he learned, he didn't bother anybody, he didn't tell anybody. Hey, pal, why are you coming late to davening? Why are you talking by davening? Why is your phone out? He didn't challenge people about how they spent their money. So everyone said he's a tzaddik. You know I noyach is tzaddik? Because, noyach was very close to God. He was so close to God, he didn't bother anybody else. And therefore they said he's a tzaddik. As the Gemara and Ksuba says, that a young Torah scholar, if he's beloved by his community, it's because he's not giving them Musar. Okay, so that's uh, the Prima Gandim's interpretation of Noyach Ish Tzadik, Tamim Hayabadarasaf. Here, this I really like. Ela Taldois Noyach, Noyach Ish Tzadik, Tamim Haya. Rav Moshe Feinstein in Darash Moshe, he uh, observes the fact. That before the word tzaddik and the fir- before the word tamim, we have the word ish. And you would think the word ish is superfluous. Why say ish? Obviously he's a man. What else is he? Why do you need to say ish? Is, does ish add anything to tzaddik? And the answer is, it adds a lot to tzaddik. It's not good enough to be a tzaddik. There are a lot of very righteous people. They don't have any common sense. There are a lot of wholesome people. They don't have seichel. 
Before you want, you could be a tzaddik. Before you could be a tamim. You have to be a man. You have to be an ish. You have to have common sense. Doesn't Shlomo Amelch, the wisest of all men, say, Al tihit tzaddik harve. Don't be too righteous. Rabbi Yisrael Salanter would say that there is a fifth shulchan arach, the shulchan arach of common sense. Therefore, the midah of ish, the midah of ownership, has to qualify one's righteousness. And the same thing for tamimustik. Is it good to be a tam? The, the guy in the Haggadah, the tam, is that a good quality? He can't even articulate one intelligible question. Mahu oimer, mazois. But on the other hand, Yaakov is an ishtam. That's right! It's not good to be a tam, but it's good to be an ishtam. Being, so to speak, a simpleton is bad. Being a master of a simpleton, that's a good thing. It's not good not to be understanding of people and of one's own self. But if you could be the master of that, when you could make yourself nisht visendik, it's not good to be nisht visendik. It's good to be a baal over the midah of making yourself. You don't have to, you should know everything, but you don't have to act as if you know everything. Whatever people tell you, listen to. But you don't have to act as if you're paying attention to it. You don't have to take everything to heart. You don't have to be an ibrachacham. But you have to be the baal over these midas. Sidkus, tamimus, is good if it's preceded by ish, says Rav Moshe Feinstein. But if you're just a tzaddik and just a tamim, you're missing the main ingredient. Okay, here's a good one. Rabbi Shuleib Diskin says, so it's uh, basically, we have two ribuyim. Why is the Pasuk so repetitive? Why kol basar So there's a klal, ein Two consecutive ribuyim are amiyot. Who's being excluded? Interesting, the Gemara in Zvachim says, Oig and Sichain, they both survived the flood. Where is that alluded to? Now it's interesting that he took a plank from the Teva and he floated on it. How did Sichain survive? That's actually a very interesting subject. Maybe one day we'll have a share on that. What happened to Sichain? Okay, so let's um, see the Ben Ashri on the Parsha. We go to Likute ben Ashri, and this is Parshas Nayach. It's I think loading. Here we go. Ah, great. Now we just mentioned Oig. Um, now, if you want the entire ben Ashri sheer in depth, you could go to the OU All Parsha site or app, and every week we have shiurim on the Ramban on the Balaturim and the Ben Lashri. You could also access them on our site, rabbidg.com. While there, you could subscribe and get the English Devei Torah and the Hebrew Devei Torah to your inbox every Arab Shabbos. Okay, so back to Oig. Asei lecha tevas atzei goifer. This is Rashi Tevois. Alisa Oig. Oig went up on the Teva. Says the Ben Lashri. This is a Remez. Aleph Ayin Lamid Tav. Alis went up, Oig. This is a remez to that which Chazal say, that Oig went on top of the uh, Teva. 
Now I want to share with you an interesting thought. Not sure uh, how to make heads or tails of it, but I think uh, you could discuss it discuss it at your Shabbos table. Even though the Torah repeatedly mentions that Noach had three children, but there's a question. It says, Why do we need to say the number? Isn't it obvious that if you count Shem, Cham, and Yafes, it's not rocket science, it's three. Why do I need to say the number? The Ben Lashri quotes an amazing thing. He says that if you look in the historical records of the world, it's recorded that Noach had a fourth son. His name was Yanuki. It's even recorded in the Sefer Seder Hadorais. And this child was born to Noach after the Mabal, from a different wife. Now, I don't know how that's possible, because we know that Cham was Masaris' father because he didn't want to have to contend with yet another brother to inherit the world. But that's the re- that's the report. And the Ben Ashri uh, brings that this son, Yanuki, he was an astrologer and he was an um, expert in w- planning and scheming warfare. And actually Nimrod was trained under the son of Noyach, Yanuki, how to be a conqueror. But this Yanuki was so immersed in studying astrology and warfare, he never married, he never had children. And therefore, the Ben Ashri says he's actually alluded to in this Pasuk. Why does it have to say that Noach had three sons? No kidding, he had three sons. So by the way, I would say, the Torah is saying, don't accept the reports of the nations of the world that he had a fourth son. And that's why the Torah says three. Not to make the mistake that he had a fourth. No, but the Ben Ashri, he's willing to go with this tradition. And he says that's why the Torah calls them Banim, Shloisha Banim. Banim Kamin Boinim. These three sons built the world. They had progeny. They had, they had descendants. As opposed to... Um, this Yanuki, who never married, never had children, so he's alluded to by the fact that they're Shloisha Banim as opposed to Yanuki, who is not considered a Ben. He's just, you know, an official descendant of Noyach. Okay, so I thought that was interesting that, that there, there is some kind of a tradition. It's even recorded in the Seder Hadoris that there was a fourth son, and the Ben Lashri finds an allusion to him in the Shloisha Banim. Okay, that's our first segment for today. And now we're going to do um, the, the Shir on Tefillah.